Hey guys, thanks for checking out Gear Talk. This is an Imagine Capture Create podcast where Logan Powell and I, Brian Suman, are going to just up? talk within what up. We're going to talk 15 minutes or less about anything gear related. So we're also trying out a new format. We're kind of a little more informal than our usual podcasts that you're listening to. This is basically done by phone, phone call. So in the future, we may have other people call in and just anything 15 minutes or less that we can kind of maybe share uh, experiences we've had with gear or gear that we've purchased and just highlights from that. So uh, we'll go ahead and kick it off. Logan, you want to start off with, uh, I know for you in the last week, gear has been a big thing for you or just your acquisition of gear. Yeah, that is true. I have, as of recently, acquired a lot of new gear and uh, items. It was kind of, it's kind of interesting because for the, like, the past few months, I almost like got no new gear at all. Which there's nothing wrong with getting a bunch of new gear all at once or just nothing for a long right. period of time. But I was pretty content with what I had. Um, but also at the same time, I didn't want to like jump the gun on some certain things that I was looking into. Uh, but currently, for everybody uh, listening, I have basically just finished uh, this week building my uh, video or cinematography rig with the Sony A6300 at the core. Um, and shout out to Small Rigs. They make a lot of amazing cages, handles, um, shoulder pads, and like rods and stuff like that. So you can build your rigs. And they have a variety of different options and configurations that you can pretty much create whatever you want or what you desire for your needs, which is pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of the main rig is all of those pieces uh, based off of what I thought I would need and then kind of adding things around it from the road mic to the new Atomos Shinobi monitor, which I am loving. I got to mess around with that today. And I really am appreciating uh, that monitor and also realizing how much the little monitor on the back of my camera sucked. <laughs> right. Uh, I've got a question. I've got a question for you. How, how easy is it to get your camera in and out of the cage or the rig? Uh, pretty much like a so, tripod. Yeah. So, yeah. You can do a bunch of different options. It kind of just depends on what you plan to do. Um, how I have it set up is like the shoulder rig and then I can take it off of the shoulder rig and I have like a, a handle on top of the cage. And then, you know, the monitor will then slide on top of the handle because there's a now a cold shoe on that. So it'll be able to kind of be taken into a more portable um, handheld rig instead of the shoulder rig which is a little bit more bulky with the mic and audio recorder and stuff. Okay. Um, now doing that is like a normal tripod, you know, you can set it up that way with like the quick release. Um, but for the cage itself, I would have to unscrew the, I think the one eighths bolt or whatever. I forget what size it is, but it might be a quarter 20, but yeah, whatever that is, it's just one. Um, so as long as you have like a quarter or, a key or something like that that's all you have to do and it just slides out um so i haven't really tried taking it out of the cage too much because my intention with the cage was basically to leave it on there because it doesn't add too much of a bulk that it's um like in the way it's like just enough that it makes my camera feel a little bit more beefier comparably to sony's full frames and also a little bit of extra protection so my plan is basically to leave the cage on there indefinitely most of the time okay and it fits in your backpack pretty well is also yes. right yeah yes awesome awesome i know i can't compete with that necessarily with all <laughs> with all you just talked about that's pretty it impressive a lot 
Yeah, it's an impressive rig. Um, I did, however, uh, by peak design, I ordered a wrist strap for my camera. I like to, and I want to say handhold because it kind of sounds like you know you're handholding for video footage, but mm -hmm. I do like to just kind of walk around. Probably like most people, I feel more natural with just holding my camera in my hand and not on a strap around my neck. Yeah. And you know, you, a lot of times in the studio, portrait work or even product work, if it's not on a tripod, you know, you're always just kind of handholding it, but. You know, just here here lately, I've just felt a little bit insecure or unsecure with that. So um, I actually was first considering buying a wrist strap or a hand strap that kind of really wraps around the, the outer part of your hand. And they're great to have, but I've had one in the past with a Canon uh, 5D system and it just it, it didn't feel comfortable to me. So I went with just a, a, a wrist strap that actually um, I think I'm going to like it a lot more. It's much lighter. It doesn't feel as obtrusive in using the camera. And what I like about Peak Design is they have their quick release system. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's a matter of seconds to get a strap on and off uh, the camera. So, you know, I'm pretty excited to have that now. I feel more secure if I slip or somebody bumps into the camera. It's not going to drop to the ground. So, uh, and you know, as well, outside. too, with you talking about the strap being um, not feeling right. That's like a, a, a big thing because if, if nothing, you know, buying accessories and whatever it may be for video or for photography with your cameras, it's got to feel natural and comfortable to you because that could deter you from, you know, taking a shot or doing something or even right. hinder you from doing that because you're sitting here trying to finagle with this because it's just, you know, not coming off easily. It wasn't yeah. designed well. Yeah, it's interesting how... Um, feel is a part of you know photo and video i mean mm -hmm. feel feel all the way down not the not the feel that you feel this the the shot you feel the the emotion in the room and you're recording video or whatever but more just how the gear feels you know i mean just to your point i picked up some cameras bodies and they just don't feel right in my hand nothing you know that mean the camera's not an awesome camera right um and a lot of times you don't want to pick purchase something over preference which i consider that more of a preference than a functionality and what the camera inspects but it does it is important when you get the camera out of the bag if it doesn't feel right in your hand or it's too heavy it does to your point it can't affect how you think it doesn't you're thinking more about how it feels in your hand than more about what you're shooting right yeah because I've, I've bought plenty of shoes and clothes that i absolutely loved loved how it looked everything about it you know tried it on initially it was great then after wearing it realized wow these shoes are uncomfortable or this shirt is actually not the greatest for moving around too much and eventually i just stopped wearing them and they just collected dust in my closet because it became one of those things that just didn't feel right, right. even though they're like my favorite shirt or whatever it just didn't feel right so i couldn't i just eventually you know stopped so that is important with your gear. I mean, literally with the shoulder rig, talking about it, the handles that I bought for holding the rig, I, I bought, I made sure I, I even spent way too much money probably on those, uh, buying handles that articulate so I can adjust them so it's comfortable for me with holding the rig because a lot comes straight down and it's very unnatural and uncomfortable. And then also it's like padded in leather. So it's going to feel nice and conform to my hands. Yeah. Um, so that was really important to me. You know, I'm going to be holding this rig, uh, you know, with the handle grips. That's what I'm going to be holding. I'm not holding the camera, you know, the handle, 
or anything else. It's like, so that it was really important to how that sure. felt. Yeah. That's sweet rig. Um, definitely a nice setup. You yeah. I need to gonna... ensure it now. I think <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. I'm afraid of <laughs> dropping it. <laughs> sure. Um, one other thing I want to add too is uh, on gear is switching off of, you know, cameras and mm -hmm. switching on to the audio side. Yes. You know, we've been using the, you know, the Zoom H6 um, handy recorder, which, um, you know, we've now been using, I think, most of the first four podcasts or three podcasts of this year, the Imagine Capture Crate. Mm -hmm. You know, I've been using it in some other podcasts that I'm involved in. And, you know, it just has made a world of difference. You know, if you're at, if you're listening to this and you are doing any kind of remote recording, um, Zoom, for one, Zoom just makes a lot of great product. Um, we, you know, Logan and I use the H1. We haven't used anything besides the H1 and now the H6, but um, I can't speak highly enough of the quality and just, you know, what it has done to change kind of, I think, the podcast game for us mm -hmm. um, from an audio, from a portability um, aspect. Yeah, because we know, went we from those of, USB mics. Yeah, it was uh, just a, I mean, it's unbelievable. I mean, as soon as you, the mm -hmm. first word come out, um, of our mouse, you know, you just sit there and go, wow, this is, this is so much different, so much better, you know, and, and also we paired up with the Shure 58 mics, which is, you know, for years was the world's, you know, number one microphone in the, you know, audio live performance world. Um, and it may not be the exact mic, you know, we have in the future, but I think right now, you know, um, be hard pressed to find a better combination for the investment yeah so. i am pretty happy with our sound quality right now and i know the one thing that i've been using the h1 as of recently um it makes such a big difference not plugging your microphone into your camera and it's one thing that you know it's kind of a dilemma it's convenient it's really easy and i always want to do it but at the yeah. same time it's just the cameras even though sony has some of the best preamps for microphones they still just aren't good enough right. from what you can get just to buy even the h1n which is a and i mean what's out there i would say it's a pretty cheap and affordable uh, external audio recorder to really step up your game yeah you know get, you get the full potential of your microphone when you use something like that yeah yeah i noticed that the last video project i was on and, and again i don't do anything near what you do and i don't do things very often so i don't get you know, I don't really gain a lot of experience, but one of the things that I learned in the last, after the last couple of little projects is I walked away going, the next time I have an opportunity, I am taking the microphone off the camera, just to what you said is, mm -hmm. uh, you know, you do a couple projects and you go, you know, really, we could take the audio to the next level if we just kind of boom it over top of the subject. Yeah, get it that off is the huge. camera, plus putting it, plugging it into a digital recorder versus the camera audio so yeah it didn't take very long to learn you know that's an easy easy move to make mm -hmm. um for a fraction of it you know for a low cost and really i think improve your audio signal yeah it's like drag racing with a really nice car and putting crappy tires on it and you get yeah. like hardly any traction everything else is amazing the car has all this full potential but that simple little change unlocks the full potential of your vehicle or it could not and just ruin everything that one little thing that's how i kind of like look at it with plugging it into your cameras 
it's you you really it's more of the convenience but you sacrifice a lot for that convenience sure sure so is there anything on the docket for you um coming up gear gear wise i mean new purchases uh <laughs> I've spent way too much money recently. Uh, <laughs> I started buying the monitor and all these other things. And then you realize you need this cable and then this battery. And it's like, well, if I'm buying one battery, I might as well buy a couple because I'm going to be using them. And then before I knew it, things added up way quicker than I was anticipating. Yes. But I already started. So <laughs> um, I think I'm probably good for at least the foreseeable future right now. I know I purchased a Dracast LED light, which I'm very happy with been messing around with that at at home i haven't got to use it on a shoot just yet but i will be uh here soon in the upcoming week um but i don't have any scrim for it and the the difficult thing i'm finding with the led panels is that they don't really you know make soft boxes and attachments don't really quite work as well with that type of stuff so i actually cut a square from a trash bag and put it over it and it worked perfectly, softened the light just enough. Yep. So I was pretty happy with that. So I think I may be good on not having to buy a softbox. Sure. For Make now. it work. Absolutely. Yep. Do it yourself. DIY. Do it yourself. Yeah, I was actually really surprised by how how well the trash bag worked. Yeah, I mean, I've I've seen people use, and I've even tried a little bit. You can, there's those translucent shower curtains you can buy. Mm. You know, you can buy a real thin um shear you know that you hang in a you know, on a window or a real thin white sheet you know now that sheets sometimes kind of um cut your light power down but um, the shower yeah. curtain trick works really well and it's something you can fold up and throw in your bag and it's kind of somewhat durable for the most mm -hmm. part but um kind of clunky you might have to cut it down but uh, but yeah it's it's amazing what you can do to just soften light and not have to you know, go out and buy some expensive softbox, especially if you don't use it that often. You just need something every once in a while. Um, yeah, that's how that hard to justify it. Yeah, it's not going to be something I use all the time because I do typically shoot a lot more stuff that is natural light, kind of a lot of movement. I feel like a more a documentary event stuff, so you don't really have time to be like, yeah, let's go set up all these lights. Sure. You know, <laughs> yeah, so. run and gun, as you say. Yep running gun so yep that is well, how I'd the rig what, has been built <laughs> sorry yes no no you're good you're good that's cool that's an awesome rig and i'm excited for you and uh, thanks and, I, and it's nice to it's kind of funny to see someone else that has gas gear acquisition syndrome oh i yeah. think we all we all get it <laughs> at a certain point <laughs> but uh i know i'm not at that place anymore so but uh speaking of running gun we've hit our 15 minutes so we're gonna step off of here and uh, we want to thank everybody for checking this out again you know our our kind of frequency is uh, we're looking at is maybe once a week you know throwing a gear talk podcast up there love for you to check it out shoot us a message if you'd like to dial in and talk about your gear or add to it we'd love to have you on it and um check out all the links in the description after you upload this in the next um you know six to twelve hours i'd say i'll probably have it up and live so um we're out. Peace.